Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. I'm getting an update from Kuya Silver, traded on the CSE under the symbol KUYA, on the OTCQB under the symbol KUYAF, and on the Frankfurt Exchange under the symbol 6MR1. I am chatting with the President and CEO David Stein. Now, David, I want to get an update on both of the company's projects here. The Silver Kings project in Ontario, where the company has been releasing drill results from last year's program, and also on the Bethania Silver project in Peru, where just back on January 8th, the company announced that you have started some development on that asset. First and foremost, let's talk about Silver Kings Drill results from last year's program have all been released now. It was a 6,000-meter program focused at the Campbell Crawford area, which was the discovery from last year, and this Air Jihad area. Uh, David, just take us through kind of a recap of last year's program focused on these two areas in terms of building out a new discovery and making a new discovery at Air Jihad. Sure. Uh, well, that's a great introduction. Thanks, Corey. Um, I uh, so if you go back to last year when we when we made the the new discovery, Campbell Crawford, which we called the Angus Vein, we were drilling some blind targets, uh, but we could see these these structures uh, coming up at coming up on surface. Uh, but there's this uh, there's this rock unit there that kind of blankets the area that's known to be barren. So it's, you know, you don't expect any silver to be in it. But we were drilling these targets, uh, these structures below that blanket, which is called the Nipissing Diabase. And that's where we hit uh, the Angus Fane. That's where we hit our discovery that was, you know, I think considered to be the second best drill hole in the world last year in silver. And uh, and also, you know, probably the, the only one of the top ones that was a re- legit new discovery. So we could see two of these parallel structures on surface based on, uh, again, just uh, the, what was exposed at surface. What we've really done with this program now that we just completed, we're seeing a whole network of veins below the dye base now, some of which you you know don't go all the way to the surface. But this is very important. And yes, we did get some spectacular drill results in this uh, round. You know, I think we had one assay, you know, 12,000 grams per ton, et cetera, et cetera. But the real important thing about the Campbell Crawford zone now is it's it's we it's really evolved from you know kind of a single vein or two parallel veins that we know at surface to now this whole network of veins in two dominant dominant directions that kind of intersect with one another and that's really important for a couple of reasons number one when we look at the other big historic mines in the in the area in the cobalt camp whether it's cobalt town or the Kerr Lake area or elsewhere it's really important that there's this whole cluster of veins that are close together that's what makes you know, a really good mine in the area. And and we're starting to see that. We've now identified at least seven veins in the in that area that we can correlate from hole to hole. And then there's several other veins we've hit that we're not sure, you know, how, how big they are or where they go yet. So it's it's looking more and more like a, you know, a, a traditional kind of Cobalt Ontario style deposit at depth. The other good thing about this sort of network effect that we're that we're seeing here is that it gives us more vein intersections, and the vein intersections are definitely the places where that will and you will see concentrate more more mineralization. You get thicker zones; it'll be higher grade, most likely, and and I think that's what we saw when we hit the Angus veins. 
zone, the discovery hole and some of the other, you know, good holes that we, that we reported recently. So, so more veins, more vein intersections, you know, the bigger the potential resource there. Uh, and so that's looking really good. And that, that's, you know, that's a successful project, uh, in terms of the drill program. Now you, you made a reference to the big step out that we did. So the property next door to Campbell Crawford to the West, we call Air Geod. And we drilled a, a hole kind of targeting another vein that we had mapped and sampled at surface called the Clark vein. And we actually don't think we hit the Clark vein. We, we think we hit another vein at depth because uh, it's going in a different direction. So we named that the Moran vein. And that discovery, you know, it had, uh, it was so 1.88 meters, you know, of, of good cobalt and silver mineralization, uh, of which a portion of that was uh, assayed at uh, uh, 1.64% cobalt, which is actually the highest grade cobalt assay that we've had as, as we have so far. So, the, so that was that was a nice surprise. You know, we just did the one single drill hole there, and uh, it it would really uh, again, again a couple things about that. Number one, you know, big step out. It's about 250 meters away from the uh, Campbell Crawford zone, and I mean, you can have millions and millions of ounces in 250 meters in the Cobalt Camp. So, that's a big step out. You know, the other thing is that it it, it kind of supports our thesis that, you know, drilling these structures below this nipissing diabase blanket is a good place to to target. And we're basically two for two on these blind targets so far. And we have many, many more of them on the property. So there's sort of two discoveries that we've made to date on this, you know, very limited area, just two, two of our, you know, hundreds of properties that we have. You know, we've got many, many other targets that that have similar potential. So that's really exciting from a regional and district perspective. So, David, it is still early on with drilling just at the Silver Kings property broadly here. Now that the program is out, what are you thinking about following up here, whether it starts sooner or later? Would it be simply expanding on these discoveries or would it actually be testing some of the other targets that you have isolated? I think it may be a bit of both. We definitely, you know, need to uh, drill more on the Air Geod property now, now that we've made that first, you know, discovery. And we still have the Clark vein there too, that we need to explore at depth. And so, so I think that's a, that's a high priority. I mean, there's, there's still a lot to do at Campbell Crawford. There are a handful of other targets that are quite high priority to us, uh, where we, where we have good data. Uh, on them from previous operators or from, you know, uh, surface work that we've done um, that suggests we could have a similar, you know, kind of lookalike situation there uh, with mineralization below the diabase. So we have a top, you know, kind of probably a top five list that I can think of off the top of my head of of places to to go. And I think we'll be, you know, we'll be methodically testing all of them uh, over the coming months and years. But I think it will be important to have more than one, you know, discovery here to really drive home the regional and district scale that we have on this project and and on the properties that Kuya owns. And so I, I, you know, I I think we'll be, you'll see us do a good amount of kind of exploration drilling, not just move to, you know, resource infill drilling right away here. Okay. Let's move over to the Bethania Silver Project then. Again, in Peru, 
you have started development here. And I do want to focus everybody on a new slide in the company's corporate presentation. Slide 11. It shows really the adjusted plan here for the company. It shows where the PEA, which was updated in October of last year, showed a development scenario. And then the revised plan. The revised plan here seems like a a slower build, but at much lower cost. Explain this strategy more to us, please. Sure. I mean, we've been talking for, you know, for months now about about the the tool milling strategy. In the fall, we were really able to deliver some of the kind of agreements and stuff that we needed to execute on that. And as well as the the funding, the, the you know, the financing that we did in uh, November, December of last year. So we kind of have now all the pieces set up that we actually can now deliver on that on that production startup uh, scenario, which is really, really exciting. You know, the slide you're referring to, I, I often get asked, you know, what the production is going to look like. And unfortunately, we have, uh, you know, our, our PEA, although I, I still think it's very good in terms of our our kind of our, our thinking of uh, mining wise. But, you know, a good, a great deal of the capital in that PEA is really dedicated to building building our own mill. And we do intend to build our own mill. We're still permitted to build our own mill at site. It's just that we don't need to do it right now, and we're we're not going to do it right away. We can kind of push that off to a point where we're you know where we we have you know built up some cash on the balance sheet, and we can kind of finance that in a in a smarter way. So that's a it's it's amazing to have the flexibility. We don't have to have have that overhang of uh you know a big big financing for the project, and we're able to get on with the job. So when we look at the sort of the two different scenarios, the PEA, we did actually have tool milling in the PEA. Um, it was sort of, it was very limited for just six months and it was really meant to bridge us while we were finishing construction of the mill. So on, on that, we basically were in full, you know, ramped up to full production really quickly because we, you know, we sunk a lot of uh, capital in the mine very early on. And with our new plan, we're going to, sink that couple in more slowly over over time and we'll still get to the same place but it will be you know instead of over six months it'll take us you know a year to maybe 14 15 months uh, you you consider month zero and, and so that's what we're looking at doing now bottom line is we'll get to the same place from a production point of view i think our, our costs may not be as low as the pea but they'll still be very very low the processing cost is not a big overall factor. So what you'll see us do is you'll see us start production very quickly here, you know, sometime in the next several months. You'll see us start generating revenue from the sale of concentrate, you know, very shortly thereafter. And we'll announce all this this stuff. These will be, you know, kind of positive announcements that we'll be able to build into here in Q2 and Q3 of this year. And then we will, uh, you know, we will very quickly, you know, start to ramp up to have meaningful cash flow from a from the project, kind of full production by mid-2025. So, David, in terms of the ramp-up, then, the news release even says that the mine currently permitted to produce up to 350 tons per day. As you said, you're starting off smaller and ramping up. What does that ramp-up look like? Where do you plan to even start in terms of production? So, once we're done the reconditioning part of phase, which we are doing right now, we're underground right now doing that. We're making sure, you know, all the, all the stopes and all the, basically the, the tunnels that lead to those stopes are all 
safe they're that they're you know they're big enough and and we're 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 kind of doing all that work now that's we've kind of budgeted you know internally about three months to do that and we're you know we've already we're already a few weeks into that so from there we we start drilling blasting you know so that technically would be first production you know it, it may start off at you know you know, a few, a few tons per day, very quickly, it will ramp up to, you know, kind of 50, then 100, then 150, et cetera, et cetera. And it'll just ramp up month over month over month until we get all the way up to 350. We've got a very detailed internal plan that we're going to execute against. And, um, you know, we're very confident, um, you know, keep in mind, this mine was in production before. There's still a lot of, you know, know-how with our team and with people associated with the project and working for us, et cetera. And so we, we feel like we're in a great position. This is not, you know, this is as, as far as mine, mining projects go, this is lower risk because of all the historical information that we have that really kind of benefits us as we, as we look to restart here. So David, can we talk about first revenue when you expect that and just even how quickly or the time frame on when this mine could be profitable for the company? It, it should be within the first few months. It, it will be become profitable. You know, we, we, you know, our grades are going to be very, very good in the early months and years. The costs are, are you know, should be low. And uh, obviously, you know, the, there's some fixed costs there that you divide by fewer ounces in the early months without giving, you know, kind of, I'm not, not able to give kind of exact guidance on that, but I think it will be very, very fast. I think people will be surprised at how fast this mine becomes profitable. So overall, then corporate strategy, at least for it sounds like, let's just say the first half of this year, it's a focus on getting Bethania up and running at this smaller level and generating some cash from there to hopefully fund all the other work that you want to do to build out Bethania, but then also go back to Silver Kings. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I think, as you said, first six months of the year, you know, we're going to be largely focused. We'll do some work at Silver Kings, but we're going to be largely focused on Bethania. We think that, you know, that is the place where we can really see a, you know, kind of a step change in the valuation of the company by delivering that, you know, on time, on budget. And, you know, from there, you know, the, 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 the options open to us as to potentially doing more exploration at Bethania, more exploration at Silver Kings. We're blessed with almost like too many things that we can do to create value for our shareholders. And, and so it'll be a matter of just prioritizing them, you know, later this year. Okay. David, thanks for the update here. I'll post a link to the Kuya website so you all can read over the recent news and also check out the company's updated corporate presentation. Again, slide 11 that David and I touched on. If you have any follow-up questions, please email me. I'll get... David, to address those. David, thank you again for this update. I'll follow up with you as we get especially more news on this build-out at Bethania. Thanks so much, Corey. I look forward to that.